Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. As I said a few minutes ago, I'm away this week, but what it is I'm specifically doing is I am on loan from you to Gull Lake Camp to work with a group of grade 12 students to do some leadership development and mentoring. The way we do it is we use this, something we call five-fold ministry, which is what Paul is talking about in this passage within Ephesians. Five-fold ministry is the liberal gifting that Jesus has given his church for the purpose of building up the saints. One of the things I love about the church is our unity. When we are at our best, we are connected and we are united. But we are not the same. These gifts, this one body, one faith, one family, isn't lived out in a colorless uniformity. Our personalities, our preferences, our different cultures influence the way we express faith and the way we make one another better. These gifts are the same. We are not all the same and equal in each and every gift. I believe that we're all called in some ways to live out these gifts, but one or two of them will be stronger in one person and another one or two will be stronger in someone else. And so what we do with these kids for the week is we help them to recognize their giftings in Christ. And then we call them to see how these gifts are purposed for building up the people of God for the purpose of ministry. In essence, we live the story for the entire week. Now, how we teach this is we go through five successive days, each one taking one of these very specific giftings that Paul is talking about, and we talk about what it means. The first day is teacher day. And to be a teacher, really what we're talking about is right thinking about the right things. When we teach our children, when we interact with our neighbor, when we are doing anything to teach someone else, we're not only teaching them about about something, we're not teaching them the right way to do something alone, we're actually giving them a worldview. We're actually showing them that this is a right thing to even be thinking about. And when we're talking about Jesus, and we're talking about ministry of the church, the one thing, the right thing to be thinking about in the right way really is the kingdom of God and how we as a people, when we come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, become part of this family, this people of God. And we use a demonstration um, we call the wave. We do lots of games over the week uh, with the kids to help try and demonstrate some of these things. Well, the wave, we take a big bucket of water and we push on one end, and of course it moves a wave through the water. And of course, it's not the water that's moving. It's the energy passing from one molecule of water to the next molecule of water. In essence, that's what teaching is. You're creating a wave. So for example, if we use our Sunday school teachers, they will go and they will influence a group of students in that classroom space. They're creating energy that's creating a wave. 
it's a wave in space in that they're influencing that classroom. But it's also a wave in time as those children live out their life and take those lessons and, and combine them with other things they've been taught and continue passing that energy through time. That has, in essence, been the kingdom from the moment Jesus came to today. That wave of energy has been passing through the church. And we, as teachers, are called to continue in moving the wave along to the next generation. The next day we do Prophet Day. And we colloquially and uh, nicknamed prophets the OG activists. One of the things we've noticed with young people today, they love issues around justice and social action. But often it can become misguided, really quite angry. And so we point out how a biblical activism, biblical prophets, really rooted themselves in the context of Scripture, in what God wanted. In fact, a prophet is one who calls attention to the things that grieve God. There's a distinct difference between somebody who's just angry and somebody who's really seeking justice. And that is, they love the people that they are critiquing. And we see that in the lives of the prophets. A biblical activism, a biblical prophet, always was rooted in both scripture and in love. One of the games we play for this is something called Privilege Monopoly. I love Privilege Monopoly. We take uh, four or five groups of students and we each give them different rules to play the game. So one group gets to use two dice and they get uh, to move around faster and they make more money when they pass go. Another group gets less money and they only get one dice. And in one group, they get their instructions in Arabic. And it's really to show the different ways that people experience society and experience life and to help them to understand just how much injustice can influence things that we don't necessarily see in our everyday life. We then sit down with them, we critique what happened, and then we let them play again where they're called to pay attention to the other, the other teams and to help one another. And it's really an impactful way that they can see how in sometimes the simplest ways we can do incredible acts of justice and we can be prophetic in our own contexts. The next day is Pastor Day. And we talk about pastors as those who are the beating heart of the church. Pastors aren't just those who happen to have the job like me. The pastoral gift is liberally distributed through the church. Pastors are the ones that are restoring and healing broken hearts. And the world is filled with broken hearts. And we're called as pastors to integrate people into the family of God. Don't leave people on the margins, but draw them in. Draw them towards Jesus. A lot of being a pastor is really about lament. You can't be a pastor and not be saddened by some of the things that you see. And so we talk with the kids about the, the power of sadness, the power of lament, the way that actually drives us towards action. And it's not just about those who are gifted in that particular ministry. I think, I think we're all living out the pastoral gifts when we just sit and have coffee with a friend when we take notice of someone who's hurting, when we give someone a hug, when we sit and pray with someone, you're acting out of the pastoral gift that God has so liberally gifted his church. Next day is Apostle Day. Now, when we talk about apostles, we're not talking about the kind of apostles that were the ones who were face-to-face -face with Jesus, wrote scripture, birthed the early church. 
what we're talking about when we talk about apostles is really those who are bringing forth the kingdom by breaking new ground. We could call them the entrepreneurs of the church, the ones who see vision and birth vision. And when all of us feel like there's no hope, it's the apostle that says, yeah, but God. And there isn't scarcity in their minds. They're still seeing how we can break new ground for God and do new things for God. And I think as the people of God, we need that. We need those who say, it's not over. Things may look bleak, but Jesus is still on the throne. And it's the apostles who help move God's kingdom forward. We have the kids sit down and talk about things that that have bothered them. They think about their home church. They think about their home community. And they actually start to write out a ministry plan for ways that they as a group could go and do something new. In fact, they have a practicum that they have to actually go and do. So we call them to some apostolic work in the context of their own community, their local church, their local neighborhood. Our last day is Evangelist Day. Now, not because it's the least important, because in some ways it's the hardest one for for us to get our, our minds around in this day and age. We live in a world that doesn't like to tell others what to think. And that's not what evangelism is all about. Evangelism is about telling the story of God and letting the Holy Spirit work in the hearts and minds of those who hear that story. And the evangelist is widening the circle. The evangelist is enlarging the family. The evangelist is the one who never wants to see someone not hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Teacher, prophet, pastor, apostle, evangelist. The church has been so wonderfully and liberally graced with these incredible gifts. My question for you this morning, by way of finishing this, is which one of these gifts has God given to you? Each of us have that gifting. How are you using it for building up the saints, for equipping the church for the ministry of God? Where are there areas you need to develop? Where are the places that God is calling you to strengthen and live out this gift that he has given you? I'm going to pray. I'm going to invite the worship team up now. I'm going to give a short benediction before I go, and then you're going to sing the last song together. But I want to thank you for the privilege to be at Gull Lake this week and on your behalf, help to, in a small way, raise up the next generation of leaders in our church. Heavenly Father, I lift up to you this LTD group, and I also lift up to you our own community here, Lord. I ask, Father, that we would be aware of the way that you have gifted us, the way Jesus calls us into equipping one another for the purpose of your ministry. Lord, for those areas that we have strength, I pray you give us a deep sense of how you've called us to use that. Lord, if there's anyone here who doesn't know, then I pray that you would open up conversations with other believers, that they would would be helped to understand how you have equipped them. And Lord, as a church, I pray that we would continue to grow in each of these five areas so that we would be a faithful community. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of being your people. 
and for being called your church. And in Jesus' name we pray that you would continue to grow us and equip us through these gifts and the way we interact with one another. Amen. My prayer for you this week, as you go out into the world, that you would live out these gifts and that you would see God's handiwork, the way he has put his fingerprints on you and equipped you to do the work and to help others do the good work of Jesus Christ. So go this week in peace, knowing that God loves you. And I know it's not the same, but even though I'm in Gull Lake, I love you too. God bless.